0: Now let's listen to the approach that Stuart Albertson would take to fight for your inheritance. So after reviewing the fact pattern here, my thought is that Richard and Lisa do not have a hard decision to make here. They only are getting $50,000 each based on the total value of a $2 million trust. That is an insignificant amount they would be receiving. And so the idea of doing nothing, which is the first option, I would say don't do that. You're only risking $50,000 worst case scenario. But I think that if uh, Richard and Lisa were to file a trust contest in this case, which I would suggest they do, I think they have probable cause to file the trust contest. California law says if you have probable cause to file a trust contest and there's a no contest clause within a trust that you would trigger the probable cause is a defense against the no contest clause being used against you. Looked at another way, the probable cause is a suit of armor against the no contest clause being applied against you as a beneficiary. So the second option here was to file a trust contest based upon undue influence. That's a no-brainer. Now if we change the facts a little bit and Richard and Lisa were getting $250,000 $250,000 each or three dollars or $400,000 each, I would suggest to them that they really think about that. That's a large gift of money. I still believe that there is probable cause that will protect them in the filing of a trust contest, which would likely trigger the no contest clause in the original trust and in the amended trust document, but I believe that probable cause would protect them down the road. The other thing that I would say is that most cases settle. Uh, 97% is what most lawyers say. I don't know if that's an accurate number or not, but I do know in my experience that most cases settle. So even if a trust contest is filed, chances are down the road it's going to settle and the issue of whether the no contest clause will be applied against the beneficiaries will never be determined. The third option was to file a trust contest for lack of capacity. and You may or may not have facts that support this, and that's where you have to be careful. Perhaps the fact that mom was starting to show signs of mental issues, incapacity, those types of things. Maybe you could bring this particular claim, but I might just rest my claim alone on undue influence because those facts are so strong. I would not file for lack of capacity though just because I don't want to give the other side ammunition to say we didn't have probable cause for lack of capacity. The reason is, is that lack of capacity is uh, somewhat more difficult to prove than undue influence. And so you've got your good undue influence claim. You've got facts that support a probable cause, finding in a reasonable person's mind that undue influence could have taken place, especially as it's going against mom's long-standing estate plan. So I think you could go forward on a undue influence. What about filing a financial elder abuse lawsuit? I would say yes to that as well. The jury instructions in California say that if you take something from an elder, if you take something or assist in a taking from an elder and you're a bad actor while you're doing that, you're liable for financial elder abuse. One of the ways of taking something from an elder is to have them create an amendment to their trust or create a new trust that does away with the intent that they've previously shown or to take over their way of doing it. In other, word, in other words, you're exercising, you're the bad actor, and you're exercising what you want to do with the estate over mom or dad, and mom and dad are simply following following along because they're old, they're susceptible to the exercise of undue influence, they can't resist what you're trying to do for them. And you know, here, um, probably what happened is Robert sat down at a computer, uh, brought, uh, created a username and password for this online trust creation service, and just hammered out what he wanted done, put the documents in front of mom, had her sign them, and had a friend, a next door neighbor, notarize them. It's very clean, but those facts support probable cause finding that Robert was involved in the exercise of undue influence. So I would file a financial elder abuse case because I see that there was a a taking here by the creation of the new amendment by undue influence. The other thing uh, that was discussed as an option was to simply try to negotiate with Robert without filing any type of lawsuit. And while that may be worth trying for a few minutes or one letter, chances are that will not be successful. Robert feels good about the position he's in. He's got the trust amendment that gives him pretty much the bulk of the $2 million estate and you're going to have to file something in the probate court, probably something in the civil court in order to undo the damage that Robert has done to Nancy's estate. That's how I would address how Richard and Lisa should move forward in this matter.